Hello, this is uh, Evan from the future uh, editing this podcast. Um, just wanted to say we were trying a new mic setup for this one. Uh, first time we did it in person in a while. Uh, and it looks like we had some mic bleed through on this. So uh, sorry for that. Uh, in the next episode, though, we'll, we'll have that all fixed for you guys. So uh, enjoy. This is the fourth season of you have to hear this due to circumstances. This is the third time we're recording this because every time we've gotten like five or ten minutes in and I just was not feeling it. It's hard to get back in the swing of things, you know? Yeah. I feel like every time we start this podcast, I want to preface it by saying if this is your first one, I'm sorry. But that's every episode. Every episode, I'm like, I'm sorry if this is your first one. So I don't know what that says about me or us as podcasters. But wait. Who are you? Oh, I'm Ryan Terry, the host of You Have to Hear This, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Lucas Cotton and uh, Evan Donnelly. And today, we're going to talk about some albums. That's what we do on the show. We recommend albums to each other, and then we talk about them. We rolled the dice already, because this is our third time doing this again. We picked me. I recommended Fishman's Long Season. <laughs> No, you didn't. I recommended Fishman's live album. I recommended Fishman's live album. If you watched the previous episode, you would know this. There is a continuity to this show. I feel like you're trying to prove something. Let me pull up my notes. I can't. My phone's not. My phone's not. It might touch. It wasn't working. Ninety-eight, twelve, twenty-eight is the third and final live album by Japanese dub band Fishman's. It was released in September 29, 1999, and was recorded December 28, 1998. It is also their last live performance, as about three or four months after this, uh, their lead singer Shinji, Sa- Shinji Sato passed away due to heart failure, and it's sort of their swan song. It's gotten a huge underground following, like years after on RYM and Best Ever Albums and those like Slash Mew and all those music forms. And that's how I ended up discovering it. I listened to Long Season and then this album. But uh, what'd you guys think of it? I loved it. Yeah, I had a great time with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I could be fooled that like this would be a studio recording because like it sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, like to think that what a five piece band, right? Yeah, five piece live. Would you want to say the members real quick? Yeah. So. Um, uh, like Ryan said, uh, the lead singer is Shinji Sato on the vocals and uh, also plays guitar. There's a Yuzuru uh, Kashiwabara on bass guitar and chorus. Uh, Kinichi Motegi uh, on guitar, drums, also chorus, and the sampler. Um, so that's like the core band. And then also their engineer and producer. He was both their uh, recording engineer and their live engineer. So he like mixed this album as well and was also their live engineer when they played it. Um, he was like essentially a fourth member of the band. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> Are you okay? This album this is killing me. Doing this podcast is killing me. Every time we do this podcast, a gear of my life is chopped <laughs> off. 
I, I feel pretty good. This one, this recording's not bad. If I had to give this recording a grade so far, it'd be a B plus. Could be better though. We can get higher. All right, we can. Why did you recommend this album? Um, it's not an album that was like overly personal to me in the way that LCD Sound System and Death Cab and Dismemberment Plan have been albums I've recommended in the past. Um, it's just an album where I love the sound of it. Like it just sounds like music that I would want to make. And if I was on a stage making this music live, I would be so incredibly happy. And like, it's, it's this, there's, there's a complexity to what they're doing and an intrigue into what they're doing, but it never like replaces it. The complexity never replaces the fun and the energy and the colorfulness that the band and the band members have and how incredible they play off of one another. It's just so insane how good they are at being live musicians. Of course, their studio recordings are fantastic as well. But like this version of Long Season sounds like it's recorded in a studio. And and like I've I was gonna recommend the Long Season album, but I figured this this is the version of Long Season I like more. And there's an entire album hour's worth of music attached to it that I think is also like 10 out of 10 material and so i just ended up recommending yeah the by the album. by the way this album is like two hours long yeah, it's an hour and 41 minutes so long. it's it's quite the commitment um hour defin- definitely worth uh listening to in my opinion though like 41 minutes of it is just one song i actually i think i prefer this version of long season to the studio version yeah me too i it's there's this guitar solo that rips in like eight or nine minutes in and it's like heaven to me i'm like this is one of the best guitar solos i've ever heard it's just so melodic and there's so much like i mean there was a point you can map out their career and see like this is the point where they're getting to the experimental long form crazy sample based stuff and then their final studio album i believe unless there was one afterwards was long season there might have been one afterwards. I'd have to look that up. But for me, when it came to long season, um, like I think the choir, like the kids' choir and the guitar solo, were like really great parts. Right after that, though, there's this section because um, they they use like this nice little note sample, like almost like an arp. But like they get really into depth with it, and it just turns into like this rainforest of just like sound. Yeah, for, like, I think 10 that, I think that's part three. Yeah, it's oh my goodness, so good, and it's like they just ex- they have this ability to explore a sound to like its deepest depths and rip it apart and then pull it back together. Like long season, despite its length and despite the fact that it's broken up into multiple parts, feels like one song to me. It feels like one cohesive song in a way that a lot of other songs I've heard that all span twenty five, thirty, thirty five plus minutes just don't. You know, I think of like. um I guess Echoes gets pretty close to feeling like one song. I feel like Echoes is a pretty cohesive one piece of music, but something like Supper's Ready by Genesis or um, like even something like Bohemian Rhapsody, which is only like seven minutes, eight minutes. Like they, I feel like it's just in people's nature to break things up into movements and like to have one cohesive 40-minute song is like near impossible. But like this is the closest I've ever seen a band get to there. Would you say... um that's your favorite song on the album? Yeah, I think so. There are, I mean, I don't want to just... I feel like sometimes when 
people talk about Fishman's, it becomes long season because it's such a monumental work in their discography and a monumental work, I think, in dub and alternative music in general. But it is it is my favorite track on the album, but there are some songs that get real close. Some of my favorites are I Love Night Cruising, just a delightful pop song. It's so good. Um, in the Flight, I really like. Like in the flight, all the way to melody is like one of my favorite stretches of the album. And then um, in the air, I love in the air too, which is also like a sixteen-minute track. So, I really liked um, the third track. What was it? I agree. Uh, in the previous attempts of this podcast, we were uh, we were uh, appreciating the digital toms uh, that that song has. And uh, definitely recommend it. Very, very good stuff. It has a really beautiful, like, piano line. Mm -hmm. Did you notice, like, the bass riff in that song? Like, during the chorus? It does, like, this triplet thing? Yeah. Oh, my. That's that's what I I love. I don't remember. It was either you told me or I was driving in the car to, like, my guitar shop while I was listening to this album. And I heard that, and I was like, oh. It's just this this one layer that doesn't seem to fit with everything else that's going on, but it's like, it ties everything all together. I love it. Honestly, like if you feel like listening to this album, I think you could break it up into like the songs before long season and then long season. If you don't want to listen to an hour and 30 minutes worth of music, I think it's worth it. Yeah. But like, if you need the break, because long season's half the album and that's not an exact, it's like 45% of the album. But yeah, I'm glad you guys really liked it because this one I discovered like senior year of high school. I discovered long season like junior year and then I finally caved and listened to this. It took so long because it was an hour and 30 minutes. But I got to say, this is probably like one of, if not the most interesting live albums I've listened to because mm-hmm. I'm not typically a live album person. I, I, I'm usually obsessed with like studio stuff. And just the concept of like going into a studio and recording an album and like the thought process behind that. But like this, and especially given the circumstances, like it's very interesting. And like I said earlier, it's inc- it sounds incredibly well for being live. Mm-hmm. It doesn't sound like it's live in a way. And it's kind of, it's it has this like, it has a sad story around it too that's hard to avoid the fact that the album like the english translation is a man's farewell is like fucking heartbreaking um considering but like this is up there with my favorite live albums i mean like stop making sense is up there as well did we discuss why like why this album is sad in this take yeah i mentioned he passed away okay yeah it's it's like I don't know. It's it's a weird thing where they still reunite and play. Mm-hmm. And it's like the band members talk about how it's like it's sad, but it's cathartic for them. Or it's like they sort of feel like he's there again because he has such a distinct voice. Like you cannot replace a voice like that he has. But yeah, I'm I'm really glad you guys liked it. Nice. Rating time? Rating time? This is like a nine or 10 out of 10 for me i feel like quality wise 10 out of 10 but i don't end up returning into it as often as the albums that i normally give 10 out of 10s just because i think it's so long and um i rarely have the time to listen to it 10 out of 10 
Yeah? Yeah. Ten? Yeah. Okay. Nice. I'd say nine out of ten. I'm giving it a very sad and somber eight. <laughs> oh, I, I forgot about our pre- Yeah, our, I forgot um, about the adjective thing. Yeah. Um, all right. Roll. Nine out of ten. Nine? Ten. You're you're sleep on it. I'll give it an I'll I'll say nine out of ten to be safe. Cause I don't want it to be like, oh, when the Wikipedia. Any kind page of comes nine out. or like just a plain nine, like I think it's like a a strong nine. Yeah. Good. That's respectable. Mm-hmm. I respect a man for for sticking to his guns like that. I backed off immediately after I said 10. <laughs> no, uh, no. I'm, I'm scared to give albums 10 out of 10. I think it quality wise, it is a 10 out of 10. I just don't think for me personally, it crosses my like fucking in rainbows threshold of well, 10 out of 10. <laughs> Not that every album's in rainbows, but dice. Dice. I'll be evens. Evans will be odds. No, it sounds good. <laughs> he, he, we're in the room together it, it is for the odd. first time in like the entire, in the first time I've been in the room with Lucas recording this podcast since we stopped working, doing it at the radio station. Since season two. And he, he said, I'm going to do even, who is it? Evens, you odds, Evan. What? <laughs> yeah, no, odds is Evan and it was five. He said that and he said and he said what the plan was, and he looked at me, and he just like did a nod and <laughs> smiled, and then turned away. <laughs> that was a lot of preface, preface, preface. Preface. <laughs> I'm editing this out, baby. I hope you forget, and I'm everyone hears your mistake. Out. Preface. I'm, I'm pulling the strings. <laughs> Did we do that this take? I don't remember. Dude. I'm editing this out. Doesn't matter. Who gives a shit? Evan, what'd you recommend? I recommended um, quite a shorter album compared to what you uh, what you gave. <laughs> this album is a third of my album. Yeah, uh, I recommended the album Flavor uh, with a U in it. By the way, let me let me spell it for you guys: F L A V O U R. Even though he's from Chicago. <laughs> yeah, uh, by a nice artist named Paul Cherry. Um, do you ha- do you have some facts? Facts there, fact boy. I got some fact. Oh, now I'm the fact boy. <laughs> Flavor is the debut LP from Chicago artist Paul Cherry. Released, uh, it said I said release date, and I got really. I said I just said released, and it says release date. That's what happens. Pi- Podcast Ryan is not dissimilar to not sober Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> released March thirty first, twenty eighteen, on Field Trip Records. Uh, single first single was like yesterday uh yeah that, that doesn't give a lot of information i he's the only musician what do you want from me <laughs> i tried so hard i tried so hard to keep this ship afloat i'm the captain of the ship and it's staying the admiral if you'd say oh no and it's staying afloat we're getting it to shore baby <laughs> Evan, why'd you recommend this album? Wait, we can't just gloss over what you just did. <laughs> like, Evan, like why'd you, you recommend this album? If you kill album? someone, this is going to be like used in a court. And it's going to be going like, we're in a show if I'm the Admiral. Ooh. Evan, what'd you recommend? I already told you what I recommended. Why'd you recommend it? <laughs> because it sounds pretty cool, I guess. I thought it was pretty good.
<laughs> Stop screaming at me. I'm so, I'm so fucking. Damn, maybe angry. it's better if we're over Discord. <laughs> no, I, I actually, when he dropped the single like yesterday, I, uh, I really enjoyed it, and I just I threw that on my like songs playlist for a really long time. And then one day I was like, I should check and see if he has anything else. And it turns out he had he had like I think a, a like an EP beforehand, mm-hmm. which sounds great. It's very different vibes in my opinion. And then this album, uh, which I gave a nice listen and you just, I love it. Did you just find it on like a daily playlist or something or like yesterday? Yeah, yeah. So like, um, like most. <laughs> uh, oh, never mind. Fuck it. I was gonna make a bad joke. Um, damn, we're taking this to short, baby. I'm riding it up. <laughs> I'm riding the ship to shore. Lucas, what do you think of this album? I liked it. Um, it definitely uh, grew on me the more I listened to it. I re-listened to it today. And um, one thing I like about the album is I like the the very like theatrical vocal delivery on a lot of the songs. Like, the vocals are, either they're, like, kind of strange lyrics, or they're, like, they're set in a very, like, show toony kind of cartoony way. Yeah. And I dig that. I love, uh, I personally love, sometimes he'll, they're not exactly skits, but he'll have sections of a, uh, of a song where it's, like, for example, oh, God, I don't remember, sorry, I don't remember which song it is, but, uh. It's like a voicemail recording. Yeah. And and it's just very delayed and pitch shifted and stuff. And it's like to this really nice drum groove. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really... uh Those touches make the album feel more cohesive. Yeah. I feel like a unit, which I enjoyed. I I thought um, like just on a f- the first few listens, I did feel like the first half or so, maybe the first seven songs was better. I liked it like maybe it's just because of... um the beginning had more single stuff it seemed yeah um but overall i didn't i thought this was a a breeze of a listen i was listening to this while like stopping at the radio station and putting my stuff in automation and then going to starbucks for the first time and i was like this is this is nice were there any were there any songs for you guys that stuck out in particular i liked your letter yeah for me it was like yesterday and minute Minutes, it's very good. It's very yeah. interesting. That's the one where it's like the weird dissonant, very like weird dissonant chords, and it's like yeah, it has uh-huh. like the bam bam bam. Yeah. Uh, personally, I love changing times. It feels like a sitcom intro yeah. to me, and I think that's why I love it so much. And also, the ending of that song has this insane harmony, and then they pitch shift the harmony into like a different chord, mm-hmm. which I will always love. Um, this single like yesterday will, it's just really, really good. Mm-hmm. Is this album like, do you have like a personal thing with this album or not really? Honestly, like I, I look at this album and it's very fun to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like I listen to a lot of albums that are really dense and like long on the longer side, like 50 plus minutes. And like, so it's always really nice to get these like shorter albums that don't like and I don't mean this pejoratively at all but they're just less like 
there's not the a big like concept or theme that they're playing with it's just a really solid set of tunes well i feel like that's what that's why i feel like a really good counterpart to this show is because i feel like you guys have very in-depth albums and then Mm -hmm. i i I pull up with like the three minute single songs that are like not like lyrically amazing or anything but it's like oh this sounds pretty good what they need to be exactly like they're they're like like yesterday is the perfect song for what he is trying to achieve right so so it's 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 just like I I really enjoy when I first got into albums. It was like the fuck like Pink Floyd and Radiohead and Neutral Milk Hotel. These are the bands I was listening to, and so an album felt like an event, you know. And it's really nice to hear these types of albums and be like, oh no, they can just be, they can just be something you enjoy. I think despite just being in quote simpler songs, the musicianship on this album is very uh impressive oh, to absolutely. me at least absolutely i mean his like harmonic language is very particular to him i feel like he has this, this the way that he plays with i do think it's similar to home shake i could see I'll, that i'll throw that out there he um, is uh he also reminds me of tame impala a little on some spots oh yeah but but um i mean the songs can be quite dense like in terms of the types of harmonic colors and the timbral colors that he's playing with. Mm-hmm. But like they, they are cohesive and they're like um, pretty tight mm-hmm. instead of being like these, like it's a perfect contrast to long season or not long season, but the live album Fishman's live album where they're just like these six, seven upwards of 40 minute songs that are all like just lumbering. And they're unspiraling and they're they're morphing into different things all the time versus this where it's like a three minute song or four three to four minute song that's just has like a couple ideas that it perfects yeah you know and it's just different i don't think one's better the other's better whatever it's just different yeah ratings we're just gonna sit uh Strong six to a like a light medium seven. You know what? I I agree with that. Yeah. I was gonna give it like a a decent seven, an adamant seven, to say the least. Mm-hmm. I would say a very flavorful six. Oh my goodness. I well, I'm gonna do so much editing to this podcast. I'm not gonna add, just. I just thought about it at the like at the end of wrapping this section up. I'm like, oh my god. That's fine. And roll the dice for you, Lucas. Are you always last? It feels like it. Nice guys finish last. That's what they say. And you're always finishing last. Hell yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> Next album. <laughs> uh, my album. Dice. What? It's just me. You've committed to this bit. Yeah, the last time I rolled it, and you it landed on the it. one you where it said I won't it. talk about that's it. That's true, that's true. And then we ended the podcast, and you never came back. I know. Then you killed me. I wish. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish you just, like, kept going. Just cut him laughing. <laughs> cut him laughing. Just, I wish. And then to have him talk about the album. <laughs> Lucas, I, sometimes I feel like I'm so mean to you. And it's I okay. Mean I'm mean to you, too. You are mean to me. Yeah, but you like it when I'm mean to you. Want to make out? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Devin's dying. <laughs> 
This show is nonsense. What happened? Am I peeking? This show is nonsense. It's your fault. You're the one who's like, want to make out? <laughs> I know. Oh, and I'm just the bring one, in the vote, and baby. I'm, and I'm, the I'm, the one, I'm always the one that's like, we totally lost the plot. Dude, I'm going to have to edit this. <laughs> it's become my thing. It's my character. It's my on-screen personality. You got to get yours. You're just quirky. Yeah, I like The Office. Did you know Tame Impala is one guy? Holy fuck. What album are we talking about? <laughs> The album that I gave you guys was uh, Forget by Juju. Um, it's the 10th uh, album by them. Um, and uh, it's a... Uh, I I recommended this album because um, I wanted to give Evan something more electronic to listen to since all my <laughs> music is mostly rock-based. Um, even though you could say this album definitely has rock elements. I don't even know, like what genre I would put this in. I've heard people describe, like, Juju's music as, like, avant-garde pop. Um, but it it mixes a lot of different sounds. Um, yeah. Uh, what what did you guys think? I really liked it. It, I need to listen to it more. Because I I think, um, I mean, we've talked about a lot of experimental avant-garde type albums in the past. Some on the show, some between just just us. I I find myself really attracted to albums like that and mm-hmm. artists like that. Like I really like artists for whatever time they were in. We're clearly pushing boundaries. We're clearly like a cut above the rest. Mm-hmm. Um, but and I think Juju very much is. But their music is like esoteric and hard to get into. And this might be. The only one <laughs> that is easy to get into. So, uh, Juju is a duo consisting of Jamie Stewart on vocals and other instruments, uh, and also Angela Sayo, I believe it is. And this album was released in 2017. Uh, Evan, what did you think? I think I'd agree with Ryan, as in, like, I definitely need to listen to this album more because I gave it a good, I gave it a good listen back in around December or no November actually and I did enjoy it uh but not as much as I did on my second listen I listened to it very recently specifically songs such as uh hey uh Choco right Choco Choco hey Choco Bananas and the final track Faith Torn Apart Mm -hmm. I personally really enjoyed this is definitely an album that you need to like marinate with yeah I think it's it has a lot to unpack lyrically, especially like things like the poem in the last song, uh, how the album closes out. It's a very sexual album. Yeah, <laughs> there are a lot of references to sex and gender, and uh, I guess that's a common concept or a common theme throughout his work. It is, yeah. Um, and also just like absurd, like sometimes like just so like out of left field elements like the um the call yeah the vocals in the call uh with some dude just saying or it's actually jamie stewart just saying clap bitches <laughs> yeah it's like a it's like a, a rap refrain yeah it's so weird and I, I just love its little quirks like that what was your guys's favorite songs i know evan already mentioned a few but what was yeah. yours ryan i love wandering and i love petite petite's pretty good i think it's just um it's so like I, before this. Uh, this is my second Juju album. My first one was Girl with a Basket of Fruit. Do not start with Girl with a Basket <laughs> of Fruit. It's a fantastic album. It's one of the weirdest, most bizarre noise avant-garde 
modern records I've heard. There's nothing like it, and there's nothing like what Juju is doing right now. For the love of God, do not start with that <laughs> album. Listen to this one for it's not even like this album isn't that accessible. Like I've heard mm-hmm. it's their most success- accessible in their discography. It's yeah. not that acceptable accessible because mm-hmm. it's still it's still a Juju album. Yeah, Jamie Stewart's like you know like like tr- tremolo like vocal delivery too. It, it can be hard for some people to get used it's to. Very chilling. I yeah. Think. It. Yeah, it's just like. It's not a delivery you hear that often. Also, his production is so, like, haunting, and, like, everything sounds like it's in a vacuum. Yeah. It's so strange, and it's it's captivating, but it's just, it takes so much to get used to. I mean, I think it finally happened for me with their newest single, A Bottle of Rum, mm-hmm. which is I just love. I love that song so much. It's probably my favorite Juju song, but it's of what I've heard so far. Barring that I need a lot of listens to these albums. Yeah, his next album is actually coming out soon. Um, it's a, a album of duets with other artists. Um, and the single that released, A Bottle of Rum, is uh, features um, groupers Liz Harris, uh, who adds a nice element to Juju's sound. Yeah, and they play off each other really well. It's not a traditional duet at all. They really just like pick off where the other person leaves off. Yeah. It's... it's um. I th- the reason why I think that that works so well for me is I find the production in that song, the way that it's like all, it sounds sort of like it's this clean pop song with this like grimy and like uh, cavernous production. It feels vulnerable. And I think that that's the word I'd use for a lot of Juju's work is it all feels very vulnerable and it all feels very personal in a way that isn't just explored in the lyrics or even the instruments and the instrumentation and arrangement. It's explored in the way the music sounds, which is something that I don't hear often from any. I don't hear artists playing with, have a studio uh, or a production brand in the way that Juju do. Mm -hmm. I mean, there are certainly some artists that do, but like, I can't even think of an artist that sounds like what Juju sounds like. High praise. High praise. (laughs) High praise for an album that, I need to get into more because mm-hmm. it's like I knew listening to this where I was like, oh, this is going to take a lot of listens. And I had three months to do it. And I was just playing CS all the time, <laughs> yeah. losing at CS all the time. Very specifically losing. You get so like I, you get so like when we play CSGO, you get so like the one ninja tweet where he talks about how like you have to be, there's no, <laughs> you good, have to be a gamer. Yeah. He's like, there's no, you can't just have fun playing a video game. That's how you get when we're playing CS. For real. Oh, uh, album ratings. Do you want me to go first or you I, go first? Strong seven to a light eight. I don't know. I feel like I need to listen to this more. I feel like I could give it a higher rating if I listened to it more. Exactly. Um, uh, it's tough. I mean, I would probably give it a seven as well. I want to listen to this more. I want to revisit this. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's so many more things to unpack. Like, like no rating could, except for a 10 out of 10, I suppose, could it truly capture like how interesting I find this album and how like... I, there really is nothing like what I've heard from Juju, especially Girl with a Basket of Fruit. No album sounds like Girl with a Basket of Fruit. I need to listen to that. I listened to like one song off of it. I love Pumpkin Attack. Yeah. It's my favorite song off of it. Yeah, it's definitely like he has kind of 
almost like two different brands like on his uh album that he actually released after this one uh in ryan brought up girl with basket of fruit it's much more like abstract but he also has like more down-to-earth pop albums like forget or like his other albums like uh always or uh what's the other one called fabulous fabulous muscles um but i would are give you talking this- about me Yes, that's that's what they called you in high school. It is. It? They call me Fabulous Muscles because I'm skinny buff. <laughs> Ryan's flexing right now. I'm by flexing. the way, um, I would give this album a unforgettable nine out of ten. Beautiful. That's a pun. You did. That's the name of the. I did. I did. Thank you for recognizing. That should be your thing. Is you make a, you like puns? Re- yeah. He's the pun guy. I'm the pun guy. Um, this album only got a six point four on Pitchfork though. That's because Pitchfork is always wrong. <laughs> Do you remember when they gave the what they give the new Strokes album? Five point eight. Yeah. Was it was it a five point eight? It was a six point eight. It was something low. I feel like it was below a five. Because then they gave like, because then they gave the new Fiona Apple album a ten out of ten. Yeah. And Indie Heads was like, "What the fuck is going on?" Because I mean, that Strokes album is one of the best albums of last year. Yeah. So, uh, well, what are we looking at next time? Uh, I am, well, we're calling it. This is it. This is the last episode of you to hear this. God, it's that'd be a shitty, that'd be a shitty, it's been a good run. Uh, I want to, who's going to, I guess, order of. Yeah, let's go in order. Okay. I'm going to recommend an album I just heard today, but I really enjoyed it. Uh, Big Science by Laurie Anderson. Okay. All right. I'm sorry, you said Laurie Anderson? Yes. Okay. I'm recommending uh, Cage the Elephant's self-titled album. Oh, my God. I haven't heard that in a hot minute. I was not expecting that. I've only heard uh, Melophobia. Melophobia, which I really enjoy. And my album that I'm giving you guys is a... uh, an album called Home Like No Places There by the Hotelier. Okay. One of, uh, probably my favorite emo album. This looks good. I'm excited. I'm excited for next week. And this time, hopefully, we'll be in the swing of things and we won't have to do multiple takes and cut out a bunch of stuff to make the episode listenable. It's like riding a bike. Yes. I haven't ridden a bike in years. All right. And um, that's our episode. Yeah, thank you for tuning in. Um, have a good day. Or night.